0: To the Multimobile Podcast, where I'm your host, Delana Brecken.
1: I thought your name was Karen Dangler. Well. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to
0: call me Karen Dangler on air. That's right. I'm going to call you Karen
1: Dangler. No. Dengler.
0: Okay. Okay. Can we do that again? Yeah. Right. Welcome to the Multimobile Podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: This is Chad Shone. And
0: Delana Brecken.
1: Back at you with, uh, we're back at spring quarter 2019.
0: I know, tomorrow is April.
1: I know, that's great.
0: Actually, we have a few more days, but it's really close. Everyone else,
1: no (laughs) one knows what time we're recording. So tomorrow's April for us. What do we have today?
0: Today we have a great, look forward to a featured faculty fellow with Jason Dormady, the associate professor in history.
1: Awesome. Or
0: an associate professor. One of
1: them. He's not the entire. He's not the
0: entire, but he is one of them and he is doing some really cool things. So I look forward to that interview.
1: Great. So let's just dive in. We are, uh, I mean, we don't have much time today.
0: Right. So we are talking about what you need to know about Canvas. Yes. This is when we do Rolling, rolling, rolling <laughs> ride. Keep those bodies moving. That's no, I not even, even know the song. horses rolling. But, yeah. But actually, what I wanted to talk about is the rolling out of the Ally tool, which mm-hmm. is great for accessibility for your students, providing alternative formats for any of your Word, PDF documents, and images. So. Mm-hmm.
1: We've talked about it before, yes, but everyone should be uh, forewarned that we will be rolling out Ally to every Canvas course come fall 2019. That's so right. So we are we mm-hmm. we're hitting hard on uh, the information campaign this quarter for Ally. So look for it. Look for workshops. Look for probably emails. I'm mm-hmm. assuming there'll be yeah, a lot of that. Lots of emails. Lots email. and lots of emails explaining what it is, how it works, and. Uh, what your students' benefits are, what the benefits are for you, and what the benefits are for the university. So we just want to make sure people are aware that we're going to be turning on. It's going to give you an accessibility score. That score is a guide on uh, hopefully to uh, fix or remediate accessibility documents that have accessibility issues, Um, but it's not punitive. No, absolutely Score. not. Score, no. no. We are just trying to make things better. Right. right. We're so, all
0: about improvements.
1: Improvements.
0: For improvement's sake.
1: What other rolling outs are we doing?
0: Rolling, rolling, <laughs> rolling, rawhide. <laughs> um, so, Turnitin, we've been using the Turnitin Legacy connection, that checkbox, and we will be rolling out the, I mean, like rolling it out like it's going away, sunsetting, rolling so. it out into the sunset with the rawhide turn it in legacy checkbox but what you'll have instead is called the turn it in plagiarism framework and it's also an easy you as soon as you turn on file upload as your submission type this new box comes up and it tells you you can choose turn it in and then you can choose your criteria for reviewing uh, the documents for plagiarism so it'll still be a simple easy to follow pathway but I just want to keep that in your mind it's on the horizon coming up Coming up, we'll be sunsetting the legacy API, summer 2019. Gotcha. And again,
1: you'll get probably inundated with information, so there's less confusing confusion about it. But I hope so. you heard it here first, kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: And is that it? We have for what you need to know. What news you need to, to know? know.
0: News to know. There's no news like a new news.
1: Yes. All right. Now it's time for Ask an Instructional Technologist, or Ask It. Ask It. What are today's questions, Selena Brecken?
0: Today, the first top question of the board is, let's see.
1: She's got her reading glasses on. I've
0: got her reading glasses (laughs) on. Um, Why can't my students access my Panopto recordings, Chad? Mm.
1: All right, so I get this every quarter at the beginning of the quarter. The most likely reason that your students who enrolled in a specific class cannot see Panopto videos is because those Panopto videos are actually existing in another class. So if you've recorded a Panopto video, for example, in a winter 2018 class, Mm. that lives in a folder and by default the permissions are set so that only students enrolled in that class can watch those videos. If you want students in another quarter or class to watch those videos in that folder, you just have to simply change the permissions of the folder or the videos to anyone at the organization with the link. Mm. If you don't know how to do that, there are guides on how to's on the Canvas instructor resource course. There are also opportunities for you just to email me, which is what I generally do. It's probably what I feel most of yeah That's how all they ask it. Weak. That's how that's, they ask it. Yeah, I got it all mm-hmm. week. This, so generally that's the most common reason students are not able to look at your videos is because of that. A secondary reason that I've been getting a lot is because browsers change all the time. So sometimes if a student can't see anything when they click on a Panopto video, it's because the browser is interfering with the Mm, settings.
0: Prohibiting. It's blocking content.
1: Right. right. I generally suggest that you try Firefox first and suggest to your students that if they can't see anything, try a different browser. If Mm. they can watch it in a different browser, problem solved. It's a browser war, and there's no way to keep up with it. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um... (laughs) I feel like I've learned something here. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, and I mean, I hate to belabor the point, but the second Ask An Instructional Technologist question is why can't my students record in Panopto?
1: That's a great question. I often get that at the beginning of the quarter as well. So by default, students are not able to record into Panopto. We don't, that's just how it is. Hmm. If you want students to create presentations that they're going to share, Um, For example, they need, you as a faculty member need to enable the assignment Dropbox, which is really simple. At the folder level, you just click on the little settings tab and there's a button right there that says create assignment Dropbox. Once that's created, students can go into the assignment Dropbox and start recording videos. Until that happens, until the faculty do what they need to do, students will never be able to record and you shouldn't ask them to. (laughs) <laughs> Until-,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Until you've enabled it. So so in order for students to create a recording, they have to, the faculty have to create that assignment dropbox within Panopto. Right. First. And if,
1: again, you don't know how to do so, um, there are instructions on the instruction. Uh, the CBO
0: Instructor Resource Course.
1: Right. The Canvas Instructor Resource Course. Uh, there are also, I think, uh, guides on how to do so on our webpage. Also, you can shoot me an email. Or call me. I'm hoping is that by doing this, you're at least not panicking, or there's a little bit more understanding what needs to happen. You can <laughs> also search in the help section of Panopto, and sure, there's yeah, there's recent, lots of ways. Lots of ways to, to get there.
0: Always give you lots. Anyway, of those are my
1: two top questions um, at the beginning of every term. Great. Thank Great. you. Yes. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Your knowledge with yeah. us, with this campus community.
1: Yeah, with the entire. It's really
0: with that same idea in mind that improving, improving ourselves every
1: quarter. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. That's what multimodal is all about. That's right. It feels good. Feels good. So we don't have an app of the episode. I want to get this out. I know, but I'm going to give you space to sing. Okay, all right. All right, right. so this would be where the app of the episode would go. The
0: app of the episode is here. It's not here. It's not in Chad's mind. (laughs) We've lost it. (laughs) Wrap that up. Wrap that up. All right. Welcome to the Multimobile Podcast. I'm Delana Brecken, Senior Instructional Technologist, and today I have with me our featured faculty fellow, Jason Dormady. He's an associate professor in history at Central Washington University. Jason, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, Delana.
0: Great. So I invited you here to do our podcast just because you seem to be a leader in using different technologies within the history department, taking courses online or bringing courses online for students to take. And so I thought it would be fun to have you on the program. First I'd like to ask, what is your teaching philosophy?
2: So I tend to think that students are paying tons of money, so they should be challenged. Um, I don't think it's quite fair uh, for a student to go to any university or any community college or education at any level and not be challenged, not be faced with something that's difficult. So I tend to think that they need to find things that are new, that challenge their beliefs, their ideas, that they get introduced to new ideas in the world. But I also think they need to then practice skills in dealing with that. So I I like to say, here's something that's difficult, but now let's practice tackling it. Um, So I've changed the way that I... Engage in uh, exams and that sort of thing, and so instead I have more periodic practice through the quarter uh-huh. um, instead of one sweat inducing stress inducing midterm and final. Um, I like to build in chances for people to summarize and analyze and and be creative and connect the dots uh, through the quarter rather than just a couple of brief moments sure sure yeah so th- that's really what kind of dominates my my teaching philosophy is being challenged but being able to practice. Right. I mean, think about really what they're buying when they come to college is the opportunity to practice. Mm -hmm. You don't usually get to practice uh, in your professional life. Right. Because sometimes when you practice and fail you get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But as a student you have this wonderful opportunity where you can practice and get feedback and say all right here's how you can improve. Uh, Let's get this fixed. Let's get you set up uh, for some success later on. And so I think you've got to give people challenge and then spend the time to give them feedback and let them practice it. Mm
0: -hmm. Well and that seems to uh, also help them with not being afraid to try. Or you know which which or to develop a lifelong learning habit because being able to do those things, um, you know sometimes you do have a little options in your career or if you're trying to creatively solve problems that gives you the experience that you've had that option so.
2: I I like the idea that maybe they can go out and say, you know what, I I like this idea of being able to practice and try things. When I'm out in the private sector or when I'm working for some government agency, I think maybe I'm going to build in some flexibility and let people try and practice and and instead of just sort of cutting folks off with one shot. So I hope there's some some praxis there that that things play out in the end to make the world a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Might be
2: overly optimistic. (laughs)
0: so, can you share with us uh, one of the, like an ex- experience where you were teaching with, using a new technology in your teaching, and it worked well?
2: Um, so, for me, the the best thing about the technology has been connecting with students I never ever would have had the chance to connect with. Okay. And that and then that feeds into some other things, but the. So, for example, we had a working mom from North Carolina okay. who came into our Latin American Studies program via some online classes with Stella Moreno. Yeah. Um, then this student came in and took a couple classes with me. Just an amazing, an amazing mind, and but, you know, she just couldn't go to university otherwise. And by the time she was wrapping up at Central, she was applying for and then got a Fulbright to Peru. Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's the kind of student I don't... You know, I, I wouldn't normally have gotten to connect with.
0: Right.
2: <clears throat> and so uh, that was great. But then some of the technologies that she got to play with of merging audio and video and text together to create projects that uh-huh. were a little bit unique and a little bit different than we would have done if we were in, say, a face to face lecture. Uh-huh. Uh, that was really rewarding, I think, both for her, because she could explore her intellect and her creativity, but also for the other students. Uh, that she could then model in really creative ways uh, the the limits or the or the without limits I guess the the, the limitlessness of her creativity, yeah. and so that was a really nice blending of getting to know an, a person, but also letting them explore the technology to be creative. So yeah, yeah it was nice. cool,
0: really cool. Okay, and so we know that when you go out and experiment with new technologies, it doesn't always work. And so would you share with us an experience that wasn't so rewarding? Uh,
2: so every discussion board ever. I, <laughs> I, I, yes, I love it. I, 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 have, I have not cracked the code of really good, deep, meaningful uh, conversation on the online discussion. Um, so I, the first problem I ran into, of course, was that everybody would just wait until the very end.
0: Right. So then
2: I built an earlier demo.